0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Going Mental podcast. My guest today is Johnny Rourke. Now, Johnny is the strength and conditioning coach at the Cheetahs and he's also the um, defense coach for the under-19s, 21s and Supersport Challenge teams. Johnny Rourke, to me, I've seen him as a mentor for a long time. Um, I wanted to chat to him for a long time about all these things because the, the way he played a role in my life and the way he shaped my life is still evident today and maybe even more so i came into gray college as quite a naughty and lost child and he was one of the guys that really showed me that you know this is how you do it this is how you live your life with purpose how to set goals and achieve them and to this day i'm extremely grateful for the the role johnny played in my life um we get into his his job we get into the conditioning things that the cheetahs the pro 14 and all of that but we also just get into his mind and his life and kind of how he's managed to to play such an important role and be such a man of significance in uh, in so many young men young men and women's lives um through his job and and everything so without further ado please enjoy the show just listen
1: has joined us now uh, no too many too many but if, if if i can go from young days Jan herfontein really really stands out by head and shoulders yeah <laughs> no, but can. johnny Rourke is
0: it's english now <laughs> i think i think the first thing also means oh, oh, oh well that's good that's
1: uh, <laughs> good
0: my first afrikaans guest why i wanted to talk to you is because only now recently in my life i started to understand the role you played for me when i was young um, not just you but the mentors we had at school mr hugo mr follies mr bested and things and you know when you're young you kind of just fooling around and things but i look at the junior guys now that 18 year olds now and how they how quickly you can go off. The, off the path and the mentorship that keeps you focused you know never thinking about alcohol never thinking about smoking going out just staying focused on your goals as an 18 year old is very hard and i can attribute the reason that i could get that right to the mentors i had at school you being one of them Um, so as i've gotten older i've started to appreciate mentorship and the role you know teachers and, and coaches play in your life so I wanted to come to you to figure out what it was you did and how <laughs> how do you get it right? Um, from psychology, I've started to think about, you know, the mentorship and the role it plays and look at it from that theoretical point of view, but from an experience point of view, you know, what is your take on mentorship and how you, you go
1: about it? Um, first of all, thanks. Um, it's, a yeah, it's a, it's an honor to, to always work with, with young guys and, and, be be part of of something bigger um so making a contribution like that uh yeah it's a compliment so i appreciate thank you um it's yeah, it sometimes i'm not sure how to answer that because you just do what you do and sometimes it's right sometimes it's wrong some guys uh react different different to different scenarios but for us it was i was obviously trying to be a, a good leader uh and setting that example of of which way to go Um, living that type of life Uh, obviously if you've you've done your thing and and had your past so learning from your own experiences for myself in sport and in a sport environment uh, i suppose it comes from there that's the way you the way you were coached or taught Um, you kind of learn from that and try all the good things that you learn from your own experiences to, to transfer that into younger guys, especially the younger guys. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that was the biggest part for me is that the, the, mentors I had in my life, the way they, uh, gave me opportunities to grow in my, in my personality and my personal environment. Uh, you try and keep all the, as always try, try the good and leave the bad. Yeah. Um, and that was the thing for us. It was always good fun to to um, create new friendships and learn even from younger guys. We always learn from guys. Um, myself and you spoke about Andre Bester and uh, Mr. Jan at Pierre Hugo. Uh, there was a good relationship between us as well, and we learned from each other as well. Uh, so the message uh, we try to transfer to you guys: it's it's not always just about sport. It's about camaraderie. It's about learning. Uh, about life because uh, after sport there is life yes um, and again what is your is your identity in grey or is your identity in sport once that is gone you should you should have your own identity and be your own person yeah so we really try to transfer that uh, message or, or that lifestyle type of uh, idea that It's sometimes it's just more about sports. So for us, it was about really good friendships and relationships that we've built and through that, trying to be a good leader and a mentor.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's something that I've recently (coughs) learned because after school, I went into coaching and, and things. And I think a lot of the reasons why I went into coaching was because of the examples I had. And there's this quote I like that says children who have heroes become heroes and i always had a thing that i wanted to be influential in a young person's life and i think as you said it comes from me having good influences in my life growing up so yeah thanks for that but let's get into into your background of it so how did thanks. you how did you get uh firstly how did you get to gray and how did you get into strength and conditioning what does your your career path look like
1: so, first of all, I, 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 I always loved sports. Um, I participated in rugby and cricket at school, uh, long, strong karate background, so always enjoyed being involved in sports. So, started to coach a bit of karate when I started studying in, in Bloemfontein and uh, trying to continue with my, well, trying, I really worked hard at my karate, at trying to achieve the highest level that I could. And then I started to coach through that. And so the coaching bug kind of bit, and it grew and grew, and I had the opportunity to work at a gym, started to going into personal training and the healthier lifestyle. And uh, the opportunity came to have, uh, uh, have a uh, position at Gray as the strength and conditioning coach with the juniors, where Andre Falstead gave me the opportunity to, um, to, to get involved with Gray. So that kind of was it. Uh, strength and conditioning all the way Uh, worked a bit of technical coaching with the sides that I worked with um, as well as kicking coaching and it just it's just snowballed from there yeah moved up uh, uh, to the first side uh, in 2011 2012 and then up I had the opportunity to go to the cheetahs the same thing a great opportunity people gave me the opportunity to grow in in the position i was in and ended up coaching not just strength and conditioning but um and the defense as well yeah but again uh, that's people seeing something in you and giving you the opportunity to grow in that position
0: yeah What is the difference between the the schoolboy rugby and the cheetahs rugby or professional rugby? How do you change your approach to strength and conditioning?
1: I haven't been involved with the the schoolboys for for quite some time so I'm not sure what they do now currently to be honest with you but I don't think much differ um, especially with the 17 and the 18 year olds. Uh, Every strength and conditioning coach has their own way. They like to do whatever they feel makes the difference in their players so i can't speak for for i can only speak for myself what really worked for us really well at, at, at my time that i spent with grace All the, the more junior they were the more movement patterns was important for us so there was a lot of movement there was a lot of body weight type of training and as gradually as they went older under 15 under 16 the, the resistance work would have become uh, more of an influence on on the uh, so uh, their development whereas movement patterns were easier to develop because of the strong base that they've had in their junior years yeah so for us at that time conditioning was an important part and strength wise it was a it was a slow and steady progress so that you get a let's call it the final product in in grade 12. but then the the, the jump from that to professional rugby is, I believe, is quite quite a big one. Um, in the sense of you've got more sessions during the week, you've got more gym sessions during the week. Obviously in school, you've got class. Uh, you have to go to gym at five in the mornings if the teachers allow that. Uh, then the guy's got extra class in the afternoon or he still needs to play cricket or athletics. So that makes it tough. You only get your squad in March and then at the end of March you play already. So it's a It's a tough balancing act at school rugby and I to get that perfect middle point at strength and conditioning and coaching because the coach also still needs his time. And then obviously the athletics coach wants this guy to still do his javelin until nationals or play hockey or whatever it is. So there's a lot of, um, food on the plate. If I can call it that at school, whereas with when they leave school, it becomes a little bit less so they can focus on rugby then. Then the physical development part is a little bit tougher because it's, it's a a lot more strenuous on your body. There's a lot of, lot more training hours. And then if you're a young boy, you still want to see your girlfriend. You still want to party with the boys at the hostel or whatever it is. So it's, it's quite challenging. Yeah. Um, And then obviously the physical factor of that, um, if you're 19 or 20 years old and you're fortunate enough to train with some of the senior sides, you're gonna run into a guy like. For us, you run into Franz Stein or you run into Ox or Yeah. Um, and if you're 19 and you thought you're the Mac, um, <laughs> some of those big boys gonna show you your place. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. As uh, how did the dynamic change at the Cheetahs when when guys like uh, Ruan Pinar came back from with all their experience? Because the Cheetahs team was quite young at a stage. How has the dynamic change with having those guys come back?
1: Uh, first, Ruan is an unbelievable person to start off with. Uh, and then you can go to player. Uh, he played 80 odd tests for South Africa. Um, he's, uh, you? We spoke about mentorship early on. Um, just presence. Presence is most probably his biggest, his biggest attribute. Um, when he speaks, everyone listens and when they train he's one of the guys that runs in front and it's as simple as that i think he's 34 35 years old but still he leads by example um he's a he's a absolute absolute true professional in all sense of 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 working hard and being a good leader so him coming to the cheetahs and making the contribution that he did um uh, it's it just speaks a, a lot about the type of person he is yeah uh, massive contribution, massive, massive contribution. Yeah,
0: you still you involved with the with all the teams, but your primary <coughs> position is with the under twenty ones and the junior sides. Then the is it called SuperSport Vodacom Cup? Yeah, so yeah, the old
1: Vodacom. Yeah, Cup, SuperSport Rugby Challenge. Yeah,
0: so you obviously dealing with younger players in those um, in those tournaments and those teams. Do you still feel that with the technical knowledge that you bring in conditioning, that you're still playing a mentorship role to help them? leave school and enter the professional world
1: yes absolutely there's a because of the the junior type of system if i can call it that there's a vast majority of players that not always come from big rugby schools yeah. so some guys are late developers they come from a smaller town and they just come to study in Bloemfontein or, or marty's or wherever it is but they still develop a little bit later so conditioning wise they might be a little bit more behind than some of the other players so playing a role in that in developing the movement pattern still at that age is still really important. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive part. Uh, it's, it's a lot of broken homes. Mm. It's, it's life. It, there's a lot of broken homes, troubles at, at home illnesses, sickness, deaths. So it's an important part that you play as a coach to, to mentor those boys, even some of the the, the, the older guys yeah. also, still need someone yes to as as a leader
0: yeah if you look at the situation now with COVID-19 have, how challenging has it been to keep the guys conditioned with the new season already coming up
1: that was quite a tough one yeah. um uh, the government kind of uh, applied the rules for you so then you're allowed to train then you're not allowed to train so to start off with we we did send them some some uh, just body weight type of programs at home and some movement patterns that the guy could do yeah. at home, at least to just get them going. Cause for four, three months at that point of time, two months, they haven't done anything sufficient as as a professional athlete. So we, the programs that we did send out to them was to gradually increase the volume, the load that they were doing and um, do what they can. Some guys uh, used water bottles, bricks, uh, I've seen guys taking uh, big gas, uh, gas cans, um, anything that they could. So that was, the guys really worked hard um, and trying to do what they could in in this time. Yeah. And as time progressed, we had a little bit more volume of, of running that the guys could go outside. That time between six and nine in the mornings. So at least they couldn't go out and go run. Yeah. And as, as we came back to Bloom and we allowed to train a little bit more in the small groups, um, the training obviously gradually increased yes but again it's it's you wipe the bar clean the bar stay at your station it's the same same yeah, yeah. story and it's it, it's small groups, so you're yeah. only allowed to train with four or five guys at a time okay so it's it worked out to be quite a long day because you've got four guys now and then next hour you have got mm-hmm. another four guys so um it's quite challenging yeah. but i must say the guys have been really receptive to the changes um, and disciplined at uh, cleaning and trying to stay healthy as much as possible.
0: Yeah. What is the timeline looking like for you guys? When when can rugby maybe start again in this country?
1: I am not sure to be honest with you. Uh, Gosaru had an initial date of 12 September to start the Curry Cup off, but uh, we haven't got confirmation of that. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's hopefully it's still still that date. Yeah. Um, the, and the under 21s might start at the same time. Okay so then the curry cup will go the senior side will go double round and i think about the 19th of december would be the curry cup final yeah if these dates are are set out and confirmed by saru and obviously the government needs to give us the green light
0: yeah i think it was jock ninabo who said they won't play in the championship if the guys haven't had enough game time and been conditioned well but that filters down to you where you guys can't necessarily start curry cup if there's been no chance to condition yes a lot of challenges you're facing
1: yes uh, especially the contact type of work uh, going into scrums going into the collisions uh, it's it's massive collisions so um we still need to receive the green light from the government to start training those collision skills yeah and you need a couple of weeks to to really get the players well conditioned enough contact wise so that you can try and uh, limit the injuries as much as possible. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, going into those collisions um, is just looking for injuries yeah. if they are not well enough prepared. Yeah. So it's yeah, you are kind of on a knife's edge, waiting for the green light, and how you prepare for you, how you prepare your players. But that's not up to us. We can just do in 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 time what we can do.
0: Yeah. It's it's a it's a very tough one at the moment because it filters into next season so now you have schoolboys that never played senior rugby or their matric rugby now they have to play semi-pro rugby at under 19 under 21 levels and what i thought about the other day you have under 15 boys who have gone from under 15 no rugby under 16 and the next session of rugby is first team rugby at under 17 and the, it sets us up for a lot of danger if if the conditioning coaches and the physios aren't preparing those guys well enough we could have a catastrophe of injuries coming up
1: yeah that's 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 really unfortunate we uh, all the unions I believe are stuck in the same position whereas a lot of the 21 year olds or the 20 year olds of this year uh they are contracted and maybe they're coming off contract by the end of the year but there was no rugby there was a couple of young guns games in the beginning of the year so you're 20 years old you had the opportunity maybe you didn't play yeah and now the under 21 season might might not go and now next year it's under 20 tournament yes so then when they turn 21 the tournament's gone so for two years he's not going to play rugby and exhibit ex- have any exhibition of his skills and his talents yeah. so how is he going to renew his contract yeah um that is that is a real tough one mm. so hopefully those boys are studying uh so that they at least have a platform to play from yeah. doing varsity cup yeah Um, so it's really tough. And it's the same thing as you just said about uh, a boy being, it's a boy, 15 years old. All of a sudden he needs to play under 19 rugby again. He's going to, there's a three years difference. Yes. A guy who's developed through that time and space, they are bigger. They are stronger. They are more, more mobile injuries will occur. So it's really tough, uh, tough prep for the, for the conditioning coaches. To, to do that type of work. And and unfortunately it's a contact sport. Um, as much as you want to try and pre- prep your players as much as possible to be injury-free, injuries do happen. Yeah. Um, so you can try your best uh, to do what you can and and hopefully the season goes well then.
0: There's been a lot of talk <coughs> in, the, in the fan circles, the schoolboy fan circles, the rugby circles. Um, I'm on a group on Facebook, some rugby group, and the talk is always about how rugby's become too... Uh, what is the word too um no too hard too there's too many injuries the collision is too dangerous um and i know world rugby is obviously trying to change that with the tackle laws and the scrum laws but have you seen a an increase in injuries over the last couple of years with the amount of contact and collision the guys are taking
1: i think to get back to school rugby on that question is the the um, the amount that the boys are playing in a very short time because um, there are festivals on festivals because everyone wants to have a festival and then the boys play three games in five days or six days um, and then they go into the into schools they need to travel by bus they need to travel this way and that way and then they come back and then it's another festival at a different place and then it's another five or six games or three games in in a short space of time yeah so it's about recovery um uh, recovery plays a massive part in in those injury prevention part of it that's what I believe at least yes um which makes it challenging because the old boys want to see their school play and they want to see the the boys doing well but it's a lot of pressure on the boys to perform and and to be at the top of their game every Saturday but now you go to a festival it's Monday play Wednesday play and Friday play again you travel back home on saturday and then next saturday or friday you travel again and then you need to play one of your biggest in the or in the school's games yeah um it's it's a lot of volume for a young body
0: yeah what is the recovery protocols like at the cheetahs from under 21 till the senior team they play saturday maybe you're traveling when when does hard contact start at practice and up until that point, what is the recovery
1: protocol that you guys use? Um, first of all, it's one after, after the match, we do a bit of a just a light cool down and a walk around and, uh, and a stretch and maybe a hot tub and ice if you got available. So uh, just that basic recovery things of uh, nutrition, taking nutrition immediately within that first 45 minutes, one hour after your, after your match. Yeah uh skins foam roll the, the basic stuff yeah. um it takes discipline to do that because your body is painful and it's sore and Sunday morning when you get up to do a 25-minute activity go to the gym the light cycle or something like that it's not easy but that is that is part of being professional at at, at looking after your body yeah then uh, on Monday a lot of the times depend on where in the season you are at and that you travel Did you not travel uh What's a, what type of game was it uh, so Monday usually would be a lighter day uh, so not a lot of collisions maybe more recovery depends again it depends on what time where in the season you're currently at yeah so Monday will be more of a volume day so for us so our, my side specifically will be definitely a more volume day running wise um, and Tuesday will be more your collision type of day okay. so we work a little bit different. On your collision day less volume but high intensity and wednesdays will be off and on thursdays you'll have a good one and fridays uh, travel or not travel you'll have a light captains maybe just to walk through yeah um and to yeah that's the way you will we will prep for for a week
0: how much contact is done during a, a normal training week there's um obviously you get the contact bags but how much real body? on body tackling scrumming racking does do you guys do in the in the week leading up to a game
1: um a fair amount because you would like to to try and simulate what you will be uh, doing on Saturday as much as much as possible obviously on Saturday if you've had 120 tackles 150 tackles some games maybe then you'll be smarter about it next week yeah so you kind of go with reference to the previous Saturday. Okay. Um, And obviously you need to answer to the players as well. If they if they tell you, listen, my body is tired, you adjust your sessions according to they need to put their best foot forward on Saturday. So they the most important part.
0: Yeah. We've been involved with Super Rugby all the years and Curry Cup and then recently you guys joined Pro 14. Have you seen a difference in the way they do things in Ireland? Okay, let's bit of a technical interruption. <laughs> <laughs> so the question was, what is the, um, what differences have you seen between pro 14 and the European style of doing things and South African style in the super rugby?
1: Um, from my experience in that, uh, when you go north, it's a lot tougher in the sense of the game is maybe a bit slower and not as open, but a lot more physical. So there's, a uh, the challenge is, is different from Super Rugby, where you have more open games and quicker games, where the collisions are a bit more direct, mm. um, especially when in when it's wetter in the in the northern hemisphere. So you've got bo- best of both worlds because you come home and then you play a home game, and then yeah. uh, obviously the way we prefer to play is in that uh, in that type of of running style. Yes. So it makes it a little bit it's 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 challenging because in super rugby you used to travel to Australia for two or three weeks play your two or three games there then you go to New Zealand so it was a five-week tour that was very much the same weather or conditioning wise or close to the same and then you could be back in South Africa for for a couple of times and then maybe obviously with the Sunwolves joining uh that was a bit different and with uh, the Jaguars in, mm. in Argentina so that put some more travel travel stress on on the players they would travel uh Sunday morning they will leave Bloemfontein after match Saturday evening in Bloom they will leave Sunday morning and they get to Christchurch on Tuesday evening and then they needed to prep to play the Crusaders or some whoever on yeah. the Friday evening so it was really tough travel wise specifically uh whereas the travel is a little bit easier yeah. Um, going up going north, up, yeah. but then you go from training in Bloemfontein, 26, 28, maybe 32 degrees, and you go to Italy, and all of a sudden, you eat a, uh, a new, you your new year's match, just after new year, yeah. it's four degrees, or two degrees, and, and so it's, it's a massive challenge, for the players adapting to that, and then you fly there, Tuesday, you travel back on Sunday, and you're back in Bloom, yeah. the next Saturday, you're playing in 40 degrees weather, so yeah. it's, um, it's, it's a different challenge. Um, Conditioning-wise, very much the same. I think we didn't change much of our approach. Mm. We just worked in a little bit more uh, in-block type of work, so that we prep for, we know, okay, we're going to go two or three weeks. We're going to go to Europe. We'll prep for that specifically. Then we know we're back in bloom for two or three weeks. And then the conditioning type of adjustment to that is specifically for what the demands will be for the, the next Two, three coming games.
0: Yeah, and it goes both ways. The teams that travel to you, they have a tough time playing in Bloom on the hard ground with the thin yes, air and stuff. Yes,
1: yeah, uh, obviously that's a that's a nice advantage to have. Yeah, um, we had a quick discussion in the week. Uh, it's. It's something I still want to find out why the All Blacks are always good the last 20 minutes at Alice Park yeah because that was always one of South Africa's strengths at playing at Alice Park is yes. the last 20 minutes using the high felt and it's the same year um that we we try and use that to our uh, advantage yeah
0: why do you think the All Blacks have become so good at ellis park in the last 20 minutes
1: i don't know <laughs> don't that's know what yet. i just said <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i would love to find oh, yeah, out <laughs> yeah, yet. Uh, yeah uh, that, it's, inter- it's interesting because yeah. i mean the last couple of games that they did play at ellis park it, it the all blacks were really good yeah the last couple of minutes yeah um, they,
0: so. they've won the game at the end a couple of times eh? yes yeah it's an interesting one have you found um the the coaching styles in europe are different than down south <sighs> Not so much they technical are, just no
1: it's a, i think every every guy every guy is gonna make his own bed mm. um he, he's got an opinion on how to do this and how to do that and and that's that's their right to do whatever they want yeah so it's it's because there's a lot of northern hemisphere uh, southern hemisphere coaches in in yes uh, whether it's france or, or or in the pro 14 specifically yeah um it's difficult to say you've got Warren Gatlin who was successful in Wales and all of a sudden you see the Chiefs are six zip down yeah. uh currently and he's coaching the Chiefs it's yeah. one of most probably one of the more consistent teams that New Zealand's had and yeah. it's not going well so it's difficult to say that uh it does the Styles really change that much yeah but again Every guy's got his own opinion at what he believes will be the next best thing, and how can he make his team successful yeah. at achieving what, what he wants?
0: Yeah, the Pro 14 season is a long season. It seems to be much longer than yes. our season. How have you, how do you go about getting the guys to peak and periodizing the the conditioning of the guys for such a long season?
1: Yeah, as I said previously, we, we try to work in blocks oh, yes. and uh, to, to prep for what is about to come. Um, and then try to give the players as much rest as possible especially when traveling got to fly via Doha or, or wherever right. they go so it takes time to get to bloom if we had the opportunity you've got a bye week or something next we try to get the players off yeah so get their full recovery spend time with their families that was really important for us that they were gone for a week or two don't immediately get them back at work mm. make them have them have them have their time with their families yeah. that's part of their recovery protocol so again prep was for about what's about to come was it a three week tour uh, was it two weeks at home uh, that, I think those blocks made it a bit easier for our prep and the players also knew what was expected of them conditioning wise then
0: yeah I want to move on to defense you being the defense coach at the Cheetahs as well We've seen quite a big shift in the way defense works, and games are starting to be dominated by the team that defends better, rather than the team that attacks better. The cheaters still try and and win the games with attack. It seems like um, yes. <laughs> running the ball around, but there's definitely a bigger emphasis on the technical side of defense. Can you talk a bit about that?
1: Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can speak for myself in the sense of I try to give players more confidence in, in 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 to achieve what what our goal is for the weekend and and it's the same for me conditioning uh defense wise to plan for for the team you're going to play against because uh, every team is different so um uh, uh, that was that was that's very much my outset is I want to plan for for what's about to come the weekend because yeah. if you play western province it will be different from the bulls the bulls will be different from the lions yeah um so you prep for for myself that's what I believe is yeah. you prep for what is about to come
0: okay nice little catch you guys <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> Elsa and Anna <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've,
0: I've never had an animal come on the show I've had a few kids run to daddy on the show but I've never had the cats come um
1: Good cats, candy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to. Oh, so, so, sorry. Back to the defense. Um, some of the games have become a little bit boring. It seems uh, maybe more European style, where it's so technically defensive that the attack has also become so technical that there's no real movement and flow. Which is why I've always loved the Cheetahs um, and the way Grey College also plays, mm. and even in Cape Town, Bishops. Tend to play that way it's a lot funner to watch than these technically defensive and attacking games why do the cheetahs not fall into the trap why have they always stuck to their guns with their running rugby
1: I've, Yeah, obviously the the tr- tradition always says that we play running rugby and yeah. the, um uh, we haven't played much now recently but with with franco schmidt that was he was be involved with the cheetahs for quite some long uh, quite some time he he encouraged running rugby as well and he technically was a really smart technically brilliant coach yes so he encouraged players to to play and attack the space that they see and he had to attack the space and he had plans to to get into that space yeah. um uh yeah I think he was a master or is a master at at coaching that type of thing that you want to the, give the guys the play the freedom to play yeah um the way we love to play and that's yeah uh, I must recommend uh well commend uh, Franco on yeah. on the way he coached and now for us it's the same um we want to play we still want to continue playing uh, attacking rugby
0: yeah is Franco going to Italy again yes
1: he's the Na- national coach national at, coach. at it- Italy? Yeah.
0: okay like um to shift gears a little bit to the mental <laughs> side of sport. one thing I've learned from you is you were you were quite hard on us mentally uh, you expected a lot you demanded a lot of uh, discipline through a very nice way of always getting your message across you weren't ugly to anyone ever but where does your philosophy around mental strength and mental things like resilience and discipline lies that maybe from your martial arts and karate background or is that part of your upbringing yes
1: one part of my upbringing obviously uh, very much afrikaans background military type of father um uh, that generation so yes discipline was a big thing for me but uh the the karate background just bought some some fuel on the fire Uh, you have to you had to have discipline and it's a disciplined sport uh, uh, as as any martial arts would be so i felt that it just suited me well discipline wise and respect all those, those those type of core integrity, those core values that, that grew me as a person, um, made things a bit, uh, having more control of my life, yes. uh, um, to, and to develop through those things, through those self discipline and through, um, and sometimes you got it wrong the way you wanted to to, to bring it over to, to players or to school boys. Yeah. Sometimes you got it wrong because you might be too much of a disciplinarian. And over time, I've learned that every person is different. Mm. Um, sometimes I still get stuck that I can't understand why this guy doesn't get it. Yeah, <laughs> And I must realize that I'm different. The way I coach might be different the way he receives it. And I must just do that so that yeah. I can develop him the the best he can be the way he receives that type of coaching yes. so yes I got it wrong a lot of times I still get it wrong yeah. but I try to improve both mental the mental part of it because it's really important to encourage a player the way he needs to be encouraged yeah sometimes it's just a pat on the back and some folks just react better to listen you gotta pull your socks up yeah you gotta go now yeah. um so but you have to find that midway between uh be being a encouraging type of coach to being really tough on the guys because sometimes you need to push men- mental boundaries for them to go through their own limits to become better yeah
0: on that note what is the the beside talent what would you put those that have become the most successful that you've worked with personally whatever what would you put down put it down to which kind of mental skills or or mental attributes that those guys have?
1: Hard work. Definitely hard work. Because if you work hard, and you challenge yourself to become better, uh, Andre Fulstead had always had a nice saying, today better than yesterday every day. If, if that is your mentality, and you want to be better, and you want to work hard, and you do work hard, you don't, you don't say, yes, I work hard. You do work hard. Mm. That, challenges your own mental limits that that puts you into spaces where you don't want to be but it will that those spaces will improve you as as a player yeah so when times are tough it's not just you are it's it's the tough having the tough time it's 20 or 30 or 40 other guys that are going through the tough time with you but how do you put that into your own energy to develop yourself to become mentally stronger you have to go into Let's call it dark places. Yes. To to develop yourself through those places. Yes, it's tough. But you gotta go through it. If you don't go through it, you will never be better. Yeah. So as an SNC, a strength and conditioning coach, sometimes you need to put players into that place. Yes. But then you need to find the right way to encourage him to break through that barrier and to change his own limits. Yeah. And that's that's what you want to do. You want to push him to get to his ceiling. But then he needs to be the one that bursts through his own ceiling. Yeah. Not you. You can take him there. So that for me, for myself personally, was, was the way I developed, I suppose. Yeah. Is I had to go to tough places and, and go through and break your own barriers. Break those shackles. Go and push yourself so that you can be better tomorrow and come back and be better the next day.
0: Yeah. One of the problems I've picked up with, with a sport like cricket is there's no real physical physically demanding things you can do to learn how to break through those barriers rugby it makes it a little bit easier you having been involved with cricket for a long time before the, or before you went to the cheetahs, how would you say a cricket player or a cricket coach can em- enforce those you know principles when there's no real physical workout with the strength and conditioning and things
1: uh, yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um that's a really tough question. For me, I think you said I always pushed you guys hard and 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 wanted the best from you. And sometimes it was tough and and maybe that was the easiest way to do it. It was through strength and conditioning. Yeah. It was. By, yeah. by changing your own limits and finding a place where some of the players are, uh, were for, uh, were struggling to get to that place. Yes. But eventually it uh, they fell into the group or, or joined the group, and the group pulled them up, and they broke through their barriers through guys supporting them yes. and I think that's the biggest part of teamwork is sometimes your team needs to assist you and just encourage you to keep on going, keep pushing, don't stop now, come we've got this you two more sets or or whatever it is, just to encourage that type of work ethic yeah, whereas Cricket is a bit tougher because you don't have that type of conditioning sessions, but you can encourage your players to make sure that when you do a certain amount of bowling volume, for instance, you need to go through those five or 10 or maybe sometimes push the limit and get that 13th over in the nets, obviously through proper chronic loads, make sure that by the time he feels he's tired, he's Doesn't want to do it anymore. Just encourage him to bowl another over. Make sure those six balls are exactly where they need to be. Yeah. Or they get the guys to bat, and make sure this is the uh, the scenario, and try and put them into a position where they need to challenge themselves mentally. Yeah. And and create scenarios where they would be under pressure. Yeah. That's the way I would approach it. Yeah.
0: Did you miss you miss working with with cricket players at all, or do you just enjoy the rugby too much?
1: No, I knew the rugby. The rugby is it? The really good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> cricket's a long game. That's
1: yes, cricket is is a really tough game. Um, it's it's a very long game, and it takes very, a lot of discipline to to develop yourself. Uh, well, in any sport, yeah. But because cricket, you're out there by yourself, and you've only got one ball at a time. Yeah, uh, it's easy to to re- redo your areas that you have been working on for quite some time.
0: Yeah, and especially when you get to professional cricket it's a lot of time away from family your family's investing with you yes you know, I think in all sports with traveling but cricket the long hours that you away from home um the long months and things so I always have a soft spot for cricket players that can you know consistently yes. go through that um but to stay on the mental side of things what do you what is your take on the perfect superstar so they have all the talent, they have the hard work. What are some other things that you would say players need mentally, whether it's internal motivation, whether it's the way they think about the game that just takes them to the top?
1: Those things are, are the perfect example of the perfect player. So it's, it's tough to put your finger to that because, yeah. again, hard work will put you into – a different mindset from, from other players. Yeah. So, and continuing that, it doesn't, you, you don't become a springbok and then you're a springbok for the rest of your life. Yeah. You have to continue. That's why some guys can play 50 tests or 100 tests. Habana, Victor Matfield, uh, John Smith, those guys, there's a reason why they played 100 tests. Yeah. Uh, they There was, was continuous hard work. They don't just get two or three or five tests. Yeah. Yes, sometimes injuries stop you or or certain coaches don't prefer you there, prefer someone else. There's a lot of variables there, understand that. But there's a reason some guys, Stéphane Treblanc played rugby until he was 37. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. I yeah. mean, but that takes self-discipline. And those guys mentally-wise have worked so hard that they are mentally so strong. They kind of it just snowball and the circle just continues within themselves so yeah. the intric- uh, intrinsic motivation is so much to achieve and keep on achieving yeah. and then it just spills over to being an example to a younger guy coming in because yes. deep down it's competition technically it's competition now we get the one pin so there's a guy like Ruben Das or Revan Krier or someone who are younger guys who once uh, the the Ruan was the is uh, was is East, East maybe still the hero and now they they train with him so now yeah. they see that and he realizes it that i need to prove to this guy why i'm so good yeah. not prove but just show and continue doing what he's doing
0: yeah some of my some of my friends you just mentioned the name i don't really want to talk about individuals too much but a lot of my friends that just watch rugby they've been very impressed from a early early age with uh Revan, Revan Kriya. yeah huh? Um, so on that note, having watched him, he seems to be a lot like Ruan Pinard in the way he plays. Is that would you agree with that?
1: Yes, absolutely. Is yeah, it? Yeah. It, yeah. I I really enjoy it. Yeah, one one is a is a is a brilliant guy. Yeah, a uh, really hard worker, um, and he's it is very very sharp rugby brain. So yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's very much in the Ruan's mould.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you ha- if you find players coming to you under nineteen under twenty one, is it easy for you to see which players? going to make it and which players aren't based on their work ethic and their their attitude towards things are there some guys just there for the money and then you can see that or
1: no i think I don't, yeah, money is obviously a thing but i th- in our environment there's not a jun- a lot of juniors that earn a lot of money yeah. uh, b- because of our limitations that we do have um but there's just always some guys just stand out for some reason yeah it's it's difficult to put your finger your finger on it because there's a lot of guys that work really hard and they've got talent but it's just and again i think uh, presence type of thing the way uh, people his own his own uh, group around him reacts to him Uh, whatever he does it's always a reaction to what he does or so it's it's yeah again it's difficult to put your finger on it but you kind of just know that the, the, this guy's got a presence yeah. about him and and that makes the difference kind of
0: yeah a lot of it comes down to timing and luck as well yes know? absolutely That's part of, of successful
1: sportsmen absolutely an opportunity yeah. it's it's yeah. if it, it, uh, you've got a senior player let's it's way off the mark but you take mark Boucher or Quentin the cook yeah they played professional for or, or for the national side the quinton the cook's gonna play for 10 15 years so yeah. if you're a keeper nick portas who played for so many years under under mark Boucher, yeah you lose that talent yeah. because of an opportunity or a bit of luck you so you and that's not you don't wish that to anyone yeah but sometimes you you need someone to get injured to have an opportunity
0: yeah. It's part of what it is
1: that's that's unfortunately the way the cookie crumbles (laughs) if i can call it that (laughs) i mean so many so many talent has been not lost is the wrong word but have left south africa south africa or any other country doesn't matter because of guys if you take a a driscoll or carter or johnny wilkinson all the country the world's biggest players who played on that international stage for so many years so many guys have not had, had the opportunity to play there yeah uh obviously those guys are, are absolute heroes and true sensations in 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 the business yeah so it's difficult but you again you need you needed that opportunity and a bit of luck to to showcase what you're worth
0: yeah have you got do you set goals for yourself in your profession are you aiming to become the Springwalk strength and conditioning coach or the next big thing in strength and conditioning or are you just trying to do your job daily
1: no for sure I want to obviously that's um you, you want to become uh, the, the springbok nation, the 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 it's, it's as as the guy as a player want to become that you want to become that as well. Yeah. So yes you do your everyday job at your best of your ability because you have input in the lives of of players. Yeah. Um but you also want to have you to, to strive to for for bigger things. Yeah. So yes a, Best of both worlds, if I can call it that.
0: Yeah, for sure, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question, but we don't have to go into it if you don't want to. Um, And if you want to take it out, we can obviously edit it out. But you've, in recent times, dealt with a lot of hardships in your own personal life and overcome it very admirably, admirably, (laughs) very successfully overcome some of the things that, that you had to face. How did you go through that process? What type of things did you have to have in place in your life to be able to to keep going in life despite what you went through?
1: Uh, One, religion was obviously a big thing for me and and having a strong base and knowing to where your power comes from or your strength comes from. And then a lot of a big support base, uh, friends, people around me who were really friends. Mm. (coughs) Sorry. So... Uh, definitely a very very strong support base and, and obviously my kids played a massive role in, yes. in in that and yeah people around me that that support really supported me yeah. not, not just give you a message hey how are you yeah. call me when you want to go for coffee they took me out for coffee yeah. they uh, gave me the opportunity to go to go on with life by supporting my kids and assisting me in in, in even if it was small tasks yeah and then as time go by obviously I met my my new wife and uh makes a massive difference and uh and and the uh, contribution they make in your life it just fills your life with with joy and happiness again yeah well that's awesome
0: I want to move on to on a lighter note some of the questions that I got from people that know we're doing this um (laughs) (laughs) quite a few came came for you and a lot of them let me just say this a lot of them came from guys that you've worked with at school that that actually said thank you for as what i said thank you for the role you've played in their life that they still can implement some of the things they learned from you so quite a few of those so maybe uh, you know dixon and and um and sashi all of those guys um but then one of the questions was um if the guys at the cheetahs forget their Boots at home, do they have to do <laughs> extra PT? <laughs> um,
1: oh, uh, first of all, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, it was a massive honor to, to, to have that opportunity. It was an opportunity for me. Yeah. To, and, and I learned just as much as they did. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, uh, there's so many memories. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, they don't do extra PT. Um, <laughs> but I still, if guys are late, show them the door. Oh, they get it. Yes, they do,
0: <laughs> and you don't get letters from parents for, <laughs> with the cheaters.
1: For me, it's a respect thing. Nick. Yeah, um, uh, we had a discussion in the week that we did some video sessions with the boys, and and I asked them, if if you had a coffee date with a girl now that you really like, will you will you come three minutes late? Will you come five minutes late? Oh no, no, coach, no, no, <laughs> I won't do that. I said why? It is it, 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 no, no. It's because i won't be late so why why different to the guys that are around you doesn't matter about our coaching team your your own players it's it's a it's a respect thing for me for myself personally one respect um that you have for the people around you and two just be on time because it's Mm. the right thing to do yeah yeah if there's a time set out specifically so if 30 guys can be on time why should one guy not be on time yeah if he forgets his boots, he's going to train barefoot and some guy might step on his toes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, another, another question was, um, what are some of your fondest memories, or maybe your, your one fondest memory from working with the Gray first in cricket side?
1: The UK tour. Yes, definitely. Um, there, there, were many tours and so many memories. Um, so if I have to put my finger on one of them it was definitely the uk tour in 2010 yeah um, a lot of memories and and serious serious fun
0: yeah i think a lot happened for my year group personally on that tour where when we took over slight like two months after the tour we were we were so connected as a group we were so close and when you're travelling different countries for 3 weeks together that's going to happen so yes. definitely for me the same yeah um, one of the other questions was who's the Who's the best player you've ever worked with, a rugby player?
1: Oof, that is really tough.
0: Maybe, maybe one that, that is, you, that that you saw and thought from the start, this guy's something else. M- not on what he's achieved, but just on what you, you saw.
1: Jan Sarfontein. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Jan. Uh, there are many. Uh, uh, but if, if you won, Jan Sarfontein. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oks, Johan Gwissen, Paul Jordan, uh, Neil Maray. Jeez. They, there's uh It's quite a list though. Uh flip nail, there's a there's a lot. Um I'm getting to do a bit more work with uh a guy like Raino Schmidt. It's uh, is oh no, there's t there's too many. Too many. Um uh, but yeah there's uh, I we're so privileged at, at working with play, players of that caliber uh, Ruan Pinar Franz Stein has joined us now yes. uh, no too many <laughs> too many but if, if if I can go from young days Jan Sarfontein really really stands out by head uh, and shoulders yeah. yeah
0: and uh, that, I mean looking at the list you've just said that's saying something because to me Johan Gursen at school was just something it's, else to witness but I mean same with Jan maybe Johan was was stood out because he's the fly-off, you know. But yes. Jan, geez he was also on another level.
1: No, that, as I say, those two, Johan Cruyff, uh, is a great friend of mine as well. So yeah. um, you kind of have feelings to the one side. So I, I feel he should have played a lot more tests. Yes. But then, obviously, injuries and, and and a lot of other things. Yeah uh came in between but talent wise and and those things at hard work and uh, Jan definitely yeah. yeah he stands out yeah
0: he definitely had from the start a, a different mindset than the rest of us
1: yeah I believe so yes
0: yeah. I think he sometimes struggled because he, we we probably frustrated him <laughs> you know um but anyway so next question what are three of the best books you've ever read um
1: Recently, extreme ownership. how uh, then uh, extreme ownership? Are then uh, the Navy Seals win? how the Navy Seals lead and win? Is that That's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was because of the environment we we currently not currently rugby players are in. Yes. It's about ownership. Yeah. You, you is for you yeah. uh, although you're a team playing but you need to become better at your skill or whatever you do for them their lives mattered on that yes to to improve that yeah and and actually it should do for the rugby players as well because that puts the bread on your table that's how mm-hmm. you look after your family anyway um so that uh, that of the navy uh, i enjoy my uh, sake Isak van investe is the head coach of the the under 21s that we work really closely with it together he's a navy seals lover <laughs> okay. so um there's a lot of mental things that we learn and and read up on on what does the mean uh, what was why do the why are they set apart from the rest of the general population if i can call it that. yes and it's that one it's that ownership that uh, that they were speaking about yeah. in there um it's it's a kind of Christian book not kind of it's a Christian book based on 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 values about uh, uh, I don't know what's the English steadfast Mm -hmm. steadfast man husband father uh, figure in the in the community Mm -hmm. so um, that was a really good let's call it an eye opener not so that I can be better at at the position I am Mm -hmm. as the leader of the house as the leader of of a rugby team not the leader but that position that you take yeah and in your community as well yeah. so it's just to be a better leader
0: sorry <sighs> and a, a lot of things in the media and in the world today try and push men away from playing that role that they have to play yes there's toxic masculinity this and there's all of these things but i'm glad you mentioned that because it's it's very important i think to to and keep playing a role
1: exactly that because a lot of there's a lot of broken homes as well yes then you need you, you don't need to, you can step into that position and be that ju- just a little bit of guidance mm. for, for, because of the time that you, the, the life that you've led, yes. uh, you can, you can step into that position and play a role in, in, in a, in a player's life, mm. which makes a massive difference. And, and I try and educate myself on that as, as, as much as possible. Yeah but my first priority is my house and my home so that I can be the leader here. So that was a good book, Standfaste Khamana." I I, I think it's, there's definitely an English version of it, but I'm not sure what the name of it is. Um, Purpose Driven Life was also a good book to read. And then there's another book, uh, Peak Performance about one guy who basically had everything for him as a young uh, entrepreneur can't yeah. remember i read it a while back and then just kind of lost everything mm. and the same with an athlete who had everything who broke records as a as a junior track athlete in the u.s and then those two came together and wrote a book together peak performance yeah same thing why does some people just stand out from the rest yeah
0: though so that was what i was trying to ask you is because uh, everyone has a certain amount of talent but yes. what is that thing that takes them just to the top you know and, and I think being in your position, you've seen a lot of, you've seen good players fall away and then you've seen good players become yes. the best players, you know? So yeah, no, that's yeah, <laughs> the hard work. in the,
1: Again, uh, it's difficult to, to really put your finger on it. Cause you read these books and you, and you learn about mental strength and, and you want to encourage players to be their best. But at the end of the day, it's that intrinsic motivation that needs to push yourself and by getting the right motivation externally from the coach's words and the coach's maybe affirmations maybe there's something that you need or yeah. the, the other type of motivation maybe needs to be more hands-on then if those two get together i think that might be the recipe for success yeah if you have got that intrinsic, intrinsic motivation. You yeah. gotta, you push yourself and then all of a sudden your coach finds the right words, the right type of encouragement, the right motivation. Yeah. That might be the recipe, uh, the recipe for, for it. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's, it's interesting in a team sport and having spoken to individual athletes like uh, Wade Finnecock and Jason Smith, the CrossFit guy, they, they kind of put it down to ha- having an obsession. Mm. just to be better obsession about understanding your sport better and how you can improve. But now in a team dynamic where you very much, you only play if the coach selects you, you only play the game plan the coach tells you to play. So it's, it's the dynamic's a little bit different. It's interesting to get it from your perspective.
1: Yeah, that's really tough. Um, as I said earlier, because sometimes a coach comes in or goes away that really liked you and then the new coach... Um just maybe like someone else more. Yeah. Or you don't fit like you said into his game plan. Yes. So uh, but then if if that happens is the truly great players sometimes just evolve into what the coaches needs are. Yes. So a guy like John DeVilliers or uh played I mean how many coaches he played under. Yes. You need to evolve because otherwise you, you move out. So that makes it really tough. But again, it gets back to how how do you approach that? Mm. Uh, How do, how do I, how do I evolve as a player or as a coach even to fit into the mold that is needed at that point of time?
0: Yeah. What are the five most important things in your life right now?
1: Uh, family first um they really support and and love that's it's as simple as that the love that you receive from your family for me that's massive time spent with them the last four months was was really good although it was really tough it's tough (laughs) being a teacher so respect to the teachers out there yes um family one uh, religion obviously the first thing And, and, and knowing where your strength comes from um I really I really love my job. I can honestly say that I really love my job. Yeah. I enjoy working at the cheetahs. Um the, the our management in with the juniors myself and Albert and Isak and uh, uh far the, the physiotherapist and our manager Ogi and uh other friend of ours um Irekulain we we are really close Unit in the sense of we challenge each other, which is which is fun. Not yeah. a not a you say I say type of thing. Yeah. So I really enjoy my work and I enjoy it at at, at the Cheetahs. So my job is is important to me because I'm happy there. Yes, I'm happy. Um, golf used to be <laughs> golf is not that good anymore. Um, uh, social social time is is important i enjoy spending time with my friends my mates i spend enjoy spending spending time with my family i'm yeah. myself and uh, my two brothers are really good friends still um, and enjoy spending time with them mm. so my my close family at home obviously then my brothers and number five oh i don't know <laughs> i don't know fishing fishing it's
0: interesting because speaking to and i've got two questions on this but speaking to one dilemma who, who plays for the knights he's 21 years old and he went to st Stylian's private school in the center of johannesburg or santon and um, coming to bloom as a young guy who's never really experienced it he says he didn't want to come at all <laughs> but now that he's here he actually really enjoys it and specifically the people because they're simplistic they, they're simplistic about life. They care about each other. And it's exactly what you couldn't find five things because your life is, it's, your, it's the love, the family, the religion, and the friends. It's based place mm. and the job. And um, it's simplistic, but it it works. And when we get too involved with all these external yes. things and materialistic things is when we seem to fall. Um, so that was just the comments on that. But the other thing is, why do you think someone like Wandile can come to Bloom and, and enjoy it so much. What is the secret about Bloom? My brother came to study, didn't want to, then he loved it. When I came to school, yeah, I didn't want to, and then I loved it. What is this thing about Bloom that makes people enjoy it so much? Because it's not the prettiest place.
1: No, Bloom is not the prettiest place, uh, but we've got Naval Hill though. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's tough to say. Again, you you, you said it, it's, it's the people. Yeah. Um, the simplicity of life. It's not, you don't spend four hours a day Commuting to work and back—it's damn. This traffic was tough. It <laughs> took you twenty minutes to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um uh, the mornings I drive ten minutes to work. So and, uh, um simplicity is maybe the ni- the the right word of yeah. it. um It's not a million things to do. So you do spend time with people.
0: It's what you have.
1: You, that's what you have. So you spend time with friends, and and those are the people that make a difference. Uh, have good input in your life yeah so yeah again <laughs> I th- I just think it's the, the the type of person that hangs around in Bloom yeah uh, all flat-headed or level-headed not flat headed. that <laughs> might be wrong <laughs> just nice level-headed people that don't chase money at, as much as it might be in the rat race maybe yeah um yeah I think it's I think it's the people obviously
0: yeah well I mean you've given me a lot of your time on a Saturday and I thank you for that but it, it shows and you know I had a lot of family here and everyone's moved on and friends have moved on but you still feel yourself wanting to come back to connect with people like you just because there's there's something in the air maybe in the water that make people just you, you appreciate people from bloom And and so thank you firstly for your time and your input and um, it's been an honor to chat to you and uh, to get some of your insights into the cheetahs and the rugby, but also just about life and to catch up again. So thanks.
1: No, I can I can only say thank you to you. It's a, it's a privilege for me as well to to be part of this, and and to have the time and 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 input that I that I could have had. And yeah, it was a massive honor. Thank you.
0: Yeah, awesome. To end off, one last question. If you have one message now to maybe your younger self or a younger kid what would it be just a message
1: i think the the educate yourself education part about developing yourself more mentally i think i was mentally tough yeah. from a young age but sometimes i when i got into coaching and teaching i transferred it the wrong way as i said every guy's is an individual uh, not everyone is the same as me so if i can go back and get that message across to me it would be to to, to change my approach in the, in that sense definitely
0: yeah. it's interesting because i mean i i loved working there at school but when i was when we did some fitness classes in pe and i was in the english class and some of those guys would mess around as soon as i would start leaning towards messing around with them you were extremely hard on me maybe because you expected more from me from the relationship we had or maybe i thought i was too comfortable with you and um or whatever it was but there were times where i felt sorry for some of those english guys because i <laughs> thought jeez he's coming hard at them
1: yeah as yeah. i said uh, sometimes i not sometimes a lot of the times i i, I approached it wrongly yeah. and and that's why i would if I can take back those, not, I don't want to take it no, back. No. I've learned through that. Yes. And I've become better at at approaching people for who, who they are. Yeah. Uh, not everyone reacts the same as myself to discipline or the way I was coached or the way I wanted to be coached or taught for that matter. So yes, definitely took some wrong steps and, and being hard on some tough guys. And maybe I rubbed them up the wrong way, but maybe I also made them understand that discipline is a is a massive part of being yes. successful in life you know and success isn't isn't about big house or a fancy car it's mm. it's about what do you your how do you do your job do you are you successful at those type of things yeah. are you successful in a relationship with people with your parents with your children with with your friends around you with your boss so yeah back to back 20 years 15 years I would rather do more self-education meant on mental stuff yeah because I I was continuously educating myself on strength conditioning learning what's the new ways how can we improve try and uh, trial and error but not enough on the on the mental part of things so I think there's a there's a massive market for for that type of things yeah
0: well I think from the feedback I got when I posted that we're going to be doing one you those guys that you think you are hard on appreciate you now because as you said they've started to to recognize the importance of discipline and mental strength so on that note johnny thanks again it's been an honor and a privilege to be here thanks and i look forward to to seeing you again
1: yeah thank you very much big privilege awesome thanks